You're tuned in to Grace Notes, an outreach of Sandbeck Concert Ministries. Our host, Barbara Sandbeck, has been describing the qualities listed in 2 Peter 1, 5-7 that God wants us to incorporate into our lives. We've seen how faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, and patience can work together to form a Christ-like character in us. Today, Barbara will center on the next trait, godliness. Why not get out your notepad? You'll want to remember the scriptures she shares. 1 Timothy 4.7b says, Train yourself to be godly. 1 Timothy 6.11 echoes the same thought when it says that we're to pursue godliness. Godliness is defined as right action that does not come from a sense of duty, but is the spontaneous virtue that comes from the indwelling Christ and reflects Him. This virtue is different from the other ones we've studied in that it's the natural or spontaneous result of our having incorporated the other virtues into our lives. Through trusting God, learning of Him, pursuing holiness, denying selfish desires, and finding contentment in God— We've trained ourselves to be godly, so now it's time to live it. Godliness is also described as the attitude and conduct of a person who is God-fearing, who does that which is well-pleasing to God. Jesus always did what was well-pleasing, because he did his Father's will. Hebrews 10.7 records Jesus' words, Here I am, I have come to do your will, O God. In John 5.30 he said, I seek not to please myself, but him that sent me. God said of Jesus, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. How can we please God? Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. When we walk by faith and not by sight, we walk in the will of God and He is pleased. Jesus is the only light we need. When we follow His leading and take the hand of the light of the world, we can claim His promise in John 8.12, Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me. Leads me safely through the sinking sand, it is the Christ of For I 
then, godliness is walking in the perfect will of God. But what is the will of God? It's that elusive thing we supposedly strive so hard to find. I figured that we only want the will of God when it agrees with ours. Most people don't walk in God's will because it's a difficult calling. It means walking in a Christ-like way, and this involves servanthood, surrender, suffering, and sacrifice. Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. To walk in a Christ-like way is to be a servant. Jesus was a king, yet he washed his disciples' dirty feet, even those of Judas, his betrayer. He mingled with poor people, took time for children, and even touched and healed an unclean leper. Jesus was the epitome of a servant. When he said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, he offered his service to us in all of life's situations, both good and bad. This is what we need to do for others, to bear one another's burdens. And when we do, we'll never forget the blessing we receive for reaching out and touching, even as Jesus so often did. To walk in a Christ-like way means to surrender ourselves totally to God. I used to think that taking on Christ's yoke was agreeing to accept a burden, but that's not the picture Christ painted here. A yoke was made for two. God wants us to give our burdens to Him and enter into His yoke. This way our burdens become lighter. But it's not enough to just nestle in under the yoke. We have to go in the same direction and at the same pace where we'll encounter incredible resistance. This is where complete surrender comes into play. Paul described the ultimate surrender in Galatians 2.20 when he said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. If we walk in a Christ-like way, we will suffer. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. If the world is hostile to the Lord, we shouldn't be surprised if it's hostile to those who follow him. We are not made for this world. We're of another kingdom. But Paul said in Romans 8.18 that our present sufferings aren't worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. This earthly kingdom is short-lived. Ours is eternal. To walk in a Christ-like way requires sacrifice. Paul told us in Romans 12, 1 through 2, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So, what do we get out of pursuing godliness? First John 3.22 states that we receive from God anything we ask when we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. When we desire to be godly, we can rest assured 
that there will be open communication between us and the Creator of the universe. In Psalm 4, 3, the psalmist said, Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In John 10, 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. The Lord, our great shepherd, will take us to dwell in his house forever. Let's not be short-sighted. There is great gain in pursuing godliness. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. Much we need thy tender care. In thy pleasant pastures feed us. For our use, thy folds Oh, Lord, I know we don't deserve it. But you said that 
that you love us Listening to Grace Notes, brought to you by Sandbeck Concert Ministries. Thanks for joining the program. If you've been blessed, please write to us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland 21047, or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. If God leads you, please send along a love gift to help us stay on this station. Join us again on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.